welcome to another episode of Run to the Hills. I'm Chris Bland. Hi, and I'm Tim Taylor. How are we doing, Tim? What's new? I'm doing good. I'm just taking another little snapshot from my record of you with your shirtless podcasting. <laughs> it's very early. I'm having a really good day today. I'm very excited. We're going to the park later with my nieces. And uh, I also did some running yesterday and I just planned out the route for the weekend. So all is good in Tim world. Are you playing foot golf today? Yeah, it's true. Oh my God, that's you've revealed it all. What is foot golf? Because I actually don't know this and I wanted to ask yesterday and I forgot. I, I, I have no idea, but there's one across the road, like in our village, there's one across the road. There was one of these foot golf courses. So um, we're a bit of a loss as to what to do with our nieces today because we didn't want to go too far. And uh, so we've booked on. And I don't know how you know that. I'm now, now I'm slightly suspicious of how, <laughs> how, you, how you knew that. But it's, it's basically, it's, it's not a very, I, I guess it's probably not a brilliant golf course that they've converted into some sort of thing that you use a football with. Perfect. So this week with running news, what have you got for us, Tim? Where do you want to start? Well, um, I'm not sure if I got a name right, but Sabrina Vergy is doing the Wainwrights this week. Well, I'm guessing it will take her a week. Um, and I'm like, oh, that. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Some people do the Wainwrights. It's like a lifetime ambition and it takes half of their lifetime. Um, and Paul Tierney did it last year, didn't he? In like five days, something, which is a crazy. Six days, six hours. Oh, I beg your pardon. Lucky to have a sato like you here, Chris. <laughs> So and, for and people that been... don't know, should we just tell them quickly what the Wainwrights is? Yeah, you go go for it, Chris. You you give us the rundown. So basically, a dude called Alfred Wainwright wrote a f- massive books or one big book of all of the hills and fells and mountains and the lakes that he thought were pretty. And if you do them all together, it's a 525-kilometer route. I think, is it 214 mountains and hills or something like that? Yeah. That's right. We um, actually we actually put all our Wainwright books in order last night on a bookshelf. Me and, oh, wow. me, and me and my oldest niece, Poppy, who's well, no, she's the middle niece actually, who's eight years old, and she put all seven books in order. And we had a little look in them because she doesn't know it, but she's going to be doing a couple of Wainwrights next month. <laughs> and uh, so we just had like a little little introduction to looking at Wainwrights last night. But it's an absolutely stunning kind of attempt to try and do all these all in a all in a one um so i wish you the absolute best of luck it's just amazing so if you're she's whereas everyone else has done it has not had to worry about things like social distancing she's asked that no one can meet her at road crossings at the finish or out on the hills so and she's having to do it pretty much on a jones by the looks of it um, but she is, as of 7.17 this morning, at Harrison Stickle. And we'll put a link to where you can do the dot watching for her on there as well. Cause it's oh, really that would be cool. Thanks, Chris. And the other one of people tr- going for fastest known times of routes, which seems to be all the rage during lockdown, is... What's he called? The guy that's just done um, John Murray Way. Yeah, James Stewart, that's it. Has just done, so that's what, 134 miles is that from one bit of Scotland to the other? <laughs> I'm sure no one's going to be offended by your saying one bit of Scotland. 
It's one bit of Scotland to the other. It's pretty much from the west coast across to the east coast, but yeah, there's a big sort of estuary bit in the middle of it. Um, but it's a really cool route. Um, yeah. I was looking because I'm going to go do about a 50 mile stretch of it later this year. Oh, great. My time that I've planned to do it in is depressingly close to his time for doing the entire 134 mile way. Yeah, don't be don't be self judging yourself, Chris, because this oh. guy's a top this guy's a top runner. He and, is. He's uh, done very well. And uh, yeah, you should be doing all the self judgment. Just go and enjoy it. That's the trick. Go and have well, a great time. I'm very envious. I didn't know you were going to do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, have, I'm you got, yeah. have you got the time off to do that? Then that's. <laughs> um, so I guess this week is someone really cool. It's a guy, Jim Mann who, apart from being an absolutely spectacular runner, is a big part of a charity called Tees Not Trees. Trees, well, yep, yeah, that one, Tees Not Trees. Well said, well said. Yep, yeah. um, which is all about trying to sort of be more ethical with race T-shirts. And instead of getting a T-shirt that you probably will never wear or that'll just get worn once and get thrown away or whatever, you ask the race organizer if someone can plant a tree for you instead and it works out just as easy for them and it's a really cool charity well that's great because that's i mean uh, at the risk of saying we think it's a good idea and being sympathetic and all of that kind of thing and that's falls in line with what we do at cheer charge isn't it because we we give money every year to um trees for life i'm gonna i'm saying yeah. in, 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 trees in, for uh, life yeah up in um like near inverness and they're like redoing a rewilding project um, in the north of Scotland, so you know, I'm I'm like up for planting trees. I think people who plant trees are excellent. I think the forest from Tees Not Trees and the Trees for Life Forest are really near each other. Are they? I think oh, so. Cool. Okay, I was trying to work it out. So, oh. but yeah, like little, like little tree friends. Little tree friends. I feel we can definitely safely say, without offending anyone on this one, that trees being planted is a good thing. So, Trees for Life is definitely a win. Crack on, mate. Um, I'm Jim Mann. I do some uh, ultra running, mountain running, and also run Trees Not Teas, um, which is um, an organisation trying to reduce the waste from uh, T-shirts given out at races and instead plant trees in the ground, which do some good environmental stuff. Oh, so when did you start Trees Not Teas? So Trees Not Teas itself was February this year, um, but it's part of a wider a wider organisation, which is the Future Forest Company, and that's been going a bit longer, um, but both relatively young um, and both aim towards the same, the same thing of, of reforesting big areas that Will hopefully have an impact on climate change and are these areas that are quite near you then if you're up in scotland so yeah i mean we're, we're up in inverness at the moment or near inverness but we've the first areas we've bought are in ayrshire so we've bought one forest in ayrshire and um, where we're we're expanding that and planting more trees there at the moment and then we have now agreed um, to purchase another piece of land that's actually agricultural land and we will be planting um in the region of i think it's three hundred thousand trees there over the next the next 12 months wow. is the aim 
So you start getting into decent, That's decent insane. numbers. Oh, there's, there's some, there's some bigger ones in the pipeline too. Um, if everything keeps going well. And do you have a number so far of how many trees you guys have planted? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's thousands and growing rapidly. Um, so it'll start to scale a lot quicker again. Um, as, as we come out of lockdown, we, 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 we have on the land, we have, um, in the region of about 400,000 trees now that we have duty of care over. Um, but a lot of them were, were on the land when we bought it. So we bought land with young trees on as our first forest and with some space to, to expand that planting and, and make the forest a bit bigger. So I suppose I should have probably asked first, uh, tell us a little bit about Trees Not Teas for people that haven't heard of it. So so Trees Not Teas is, is an option that hopefully you'll be seeing at, at races pretty soon. There's quite a lot of races, including some big ones like the Bryson Marathon, already signed up to us. And they offer you, the idea is they will offer you the choice. Not We're not taking away the t-shirt. We know that some people want their race t-shirt. It's a great memento. But also, um, we, we know from Rerun Clothing and Dan Lawson down there that they get tens of thousands of race t-shirts through, often still in the packaging, never never worn. And and I find that I've, I've been... I've had race organizers for, for years try and give you a t-shirt and, and be offended when, when I've said to them, I don't, I don't want that t-shirt. Thank you. And the point I'm making is I've got plenty and, and you're contributing to landfill and, and they haven't ever given me the option or very rarely do they give you the option to not have the t-shirt. And, um, what we wanted to do was find a way that people could opt out of the t-shirt that race organizers could offer people that option. And people who, who care about the t-shirt will still get the t-shirt. People who aren't bothered about the race, that, that race t-shirt specifically can decline it and plant a tree instead and do something good instead of the, the, the t-shirt. And because of the way the industry bundles these t-shirts into the package, you end up having no, no alternative but to take it or you feel like you're missing out on something if you give the t-shirt back or often it's already been produced. So the idea is that by offering an alternative at the point when you book in, that costs the race organizer nothing. They, they, they cost them the same as a race t-shirt, um, but means that we're not producing plastic waste, which is what a lot of t-shirts are, uh, uh, plastic materials, the, the breathable ones are. And, um, the cotton ones have a massive water footprint, two and a half, um, years worth of water for a person in every single cotton t-shirt. So, so whether it's cotton or polyester, they're both they're both environmentally bad, and we just wanted an easy choice for people, very easy for race organisers to integrate, no effort from them. And then when we get the orders from the t-shirts from so for the trees from the race organisers, we send out a certificate with a picture and a um, a geolocation of where your tree is. So if you ever want to, you can even go and locate your tree and go and visit your tree. Have you had anyone come and see the tree yet? Um, not that I'm aware of, but they might have been. They might have been when we've not been there. We've not seen anybody hunting around for a tree whilst we've been in the forest. If you are listening to this and you've been on got teas, not trees, please, please go and see your tree. I think that sounds absolutely amazing. Um, so, what initially got you involved with it? What was the impetus, or what was the drive to get started? So. 
I have a degree in ecology um, going way, way back. And then I've always um, been self-employed since, since leaving university. Um, but with that ecology background, I've been watching the world sort of drift, almost sleepwalk into climate change. And we seem to be getting a bit of an awakening now, but not to the scale of the problem. And we're not acting quick enough still. And I got the opportunity a few years ago to sort of focus on what would I want to do? What do I really want to be doing? Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to have an income from another business. And that meant I could work full time on something that I really cared about. And this is this is the problem of our generation. And we need to we need to drive a very quick change. And even then, I don't know whether we can do enough, but we have a, a duty to try. And um, I wanted to work out where I fitted into that. And um, the skills I've got probably are best, are best geared to, to something like this. Um, and using the ecology combined with the business experience that I've built up to, to find a, a commercial way of very quickly reforesting large areas and drawing down carbon from the atmosphere. So if someone's, let's say, starting off first with, I'm entering a race that isn't part of this already, is there any way I can be involved? So please ask the race organiser. Um, we, we need race organisers to, to help with this. Um, it, we've just announced this week that we're working with SI Entries, and I think they have about 2,000 events. So that they they will now offer that to their race organizers and it can very easily integrate into their platform so there's no effort for, for race organizers to do anything and um, to, to make that happen and um, the the races that are on various different booking platforms we just need them aware that it's there it, it really is designed to be easy for race organizers it's meant to be so they don't have to think about this they just add one little box effectively which is the an extra size on the t-shirt of no thanks um, I'd rather plant a tree and you can tick that instead of choosing the size of t-shirt you want that's all they have to do and then send us through that list to distribute um, trees to so if you if you want this at a race and it's not there please just tell the race organizer we're not looking for you to you know don't hard sell them don't give them a hard time please don't beat them up on social media or anything like that um, but just make them aware that, that this is an option that they could offer and, and could offer very easily. That's brilliant. Is there anything, obviously you were saying about your background, I'm aware that, or I'm assuming you'll probably be much more aware of what's good steps for the environment than other people. You were saying you're talking to Dan, who's someone we'd like to talk to as well, because I know he's doing some really good stuff with, is it Rerun? Is that what it's called? Rerun, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so... Uh, you send your you can send your used running kit to them now they they very much state though that's not an excuse for going out and buying new stuff and then sending them the old stuff you know the the whole the whole ethos is they want to put themselves out of business they they only do it as a service to try and stop that going to landfill but really we should all be looking for circular economy products that can be recycled, that are made from recycled materials and then can be recycled. And um, also um, reusing and repairing, which we don't do enough of. 
Well, that was going to be my uh, my question. Is is there anything that people could be doing that as a they can obviously get in touch with the race organizers, but is there any sort of steps that individuals can be making like now around, but I suppose that is it, isn't it? Reusing and repairing when possible. Yeah. And travel, I mean, travel's a big one in the, the, the event space, particularly if you, you know, if you're racing a long way from home, the number of people, and, and, and I've been guilty of this as well, going to races um, and, and you're the only person traveling in, in the car. Um, and, and I've seen some great, systems for for deterring this where um car parking is free if you've got four people and it becomes something like a pound if you've got three people in the car up to 15 or 20 pound for, for an individual who's the only person in the car and i think that's just brilliant as a as a deterrent and i'd like to see that that sort of thing enacted more at races mainly because it just makes it salient for people makes them aware of the environmental footprint in traveling to races so that's probably the biggest one for for events, particularly international races and race tourism, um, where people are flying around the world a lot to, to compete in a race um, and leaving quite a big carbon footprint behind them. That's brilliant. I suppose as well, we don't know what it's going to look like now with there's been a big boom in virtual racing that could change and there could be a lot more of that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, not sure. Okay, sorry, go on. I, sorry, I'm not sure that's going to stick so well. I think it's it's very much a second a second option um, to actually the social aspect of racing and meeting up and and and, and towing the line and going head to head with people. Um, but but it's but it's certainly more more environmentally um, efficient, though less fun yeah um okay so what we can do that's been fantastic i've just got a few lightning round questions for you um sound effect now so i'm going to ask you these at relative speed you can answer them as fast or as slow as you like you can take your time and dilly dally road or trail trail foul better hot or cold 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 (laughs) cold sun or rain rain nobody picks rain rain's a Why bold not? answer I respect oh no that. it's got to be rain got to uh, be rain okay favorite music to run to oh you, you I, I can't if answer any. the collection no i do i do but the the stuff i've got on my ipod some of it's embarrassing so i won't even go there but i have everything from dance music through to country music um a whole really eclectic selection um and i often run it on just on random selection so so yeah i can get all sorts of stuff coming through fair enough we'll let you keep your secrets how many pairs of trainers do you own too many um loads and i struggle to throw them away i will run them until they are completely destroyed and i test shoes for innovate so they keep sending me them and I can't bear to throw them away. So I must have oh, 15 pairs, but I, I will I will destroy them. I, I will make sure I destroy them somehow. Um, and through running, not just through hacking them apart, but yeah, I've got loads of pairs of trainers. I suppose that makes you a great shoe tester though. Um, they do send me shoes when they want something testing quickly. 
Um, I've had them before say, can you put a lot of miles on this shoe quickly for us? And, and, and you know, when I'm, my peak training before the spine a couple of years was 200 miles a week. So I, I got to their, their 70 miles that they wanted on a shoe in about three days. Um, for their first their first benchmark test and and I'd, I'd, I'd put 400 on it in the month or something daft um, so yeah I can I can put some miles on shoes for them quickly when they need it okay um what's the longest you've gone without washing your kit and still wearing it oh does washing it in a stream count uh, no I'm gonna say that counts as not washing for this that exercise so probably when we've done hut to hut in the Alps, we'll we'll wash stuff in in streams and uh, one pair one pair of kits plenty for. I mean, if I'm if I'm spoiling myself, I might put a second pair of shorts in because they can dry on the back of your pack then. But but yeah, two weeks is fine. No no problem with that at all. That sounds great. Um, okay, what's the strangest thing you've ever seen on a run? Oh blimey. Um, I don't know. I see all sorts of strange things up here all the time, you know, or, or wildlife and things. We we see lots of badgers and things. They terrify me when they come out of come out and run across or chase you. Um, but one of the strangest things I saw was um, a poodle in a canal. But that's because it tried to bite my ankle. Um, but but I can't think of anything really strange. Uh, the whole story behind that. I'll tell you that another time. Poodle in the canal will have to wait. Okay. And what's the sketchiest place you've ever been for a run? Oh, when we were kids, we used to go through um, all the rough areas of, um, I used to run in Lancaster. And we, we had a run that we did sometimes with the club, a small group of us would go off and we go to all the really rough um, estates. And, uh, and we'd hurl abuse at people and then and then run or someone in the group would hurl abuse at people and it's not i don't recommend it and i'm not proud of it but but it was that's probably pretty sketchy at times we had some things thrown at us <laughs> okay and then um last question for you what's the most interesting prize you've ever seen at a race um i got once when a um a reindeer leg a dried reindeer leg i think that has to be one of the one of the strangest um although That's great. I, where was that, that was a fantastic prize that was um the arctic mountain marathon and uh they gave us a yeah a dried leg of a reindeer so it's like um a bit like a a ham sort of a dried dried ham like an iberico um, ham sort of thing yeah 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 and, and a whole leg of this reindeer we got given to try and then get back through customs, which we managed. We managed to smuggle it back in. Um, I don't know whether you're allowed to bring reindeer legs through customs, but yeah, that was pretty strange. Um, How did it one taste? Was, oh, it was really good. No, it was really nice. Yeah, you just hack little bits off it, and I, I, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, quite a strong, quite a strong flavour. Good. Yeah. The the other strange prize I've seen is a bike, and I think it was, if I remember rightly, it was. Jasmine Paris won a bike in one of the, I think it was in Italy, and had to try and figure out what to do with this bike she'd won, and um, when she'd flown out, flown out for a race, and um, that was quite a bizarre prize, um, to to work out how you get that. I think to give a runner. 
Yeah, as well. Yeah, Jim, yeah. that's been, yeah, <laughs> really strange. That's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for making some time to talk to us about this. Um, where's the best place for people to find either you or more information about Trees Not Teas? Um, trees, treesnottees.com um, or the futureforestcompany.com, um, which is sort of the, the, the parent organization to Trees Not Teas and tells you a bit more about the wider, the wider work we're trying to do. Brilliant. That's absolutely amazing. Jim, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Run to the Hills. If you could please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to this, leave us a rating and a review, and that would be absolutely amazing. If not, give us a subscribe. Thank you, and see you next week.